I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. I make it cute. We make good food and cocktails too. I'm here for you to make it cute. Yeah, make it cute. Oh, me and you. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Make It Cute. I'm so happy that you're back and joining us for another episode. Last week, we talked a really fun episode with Justine underscore snacks. I really enjoyed that. And I'm not going to kind of talk too much about an intro today. I want to kind of get into the content. I really like the theme and the way that we recorded that episode last week. So I'm going to stick with a similar theme. So let me tell you what the topic is about and let me tell you what the theme that we're sticking with is. The topic that we're talking about is none other than Halloween. While it's not my favorite holiday, I figured some Halloween movies would put us all in the spirit for the holiday tomorrow. So I just want to talk about a little bit of Halloween movies, but I want to do it in a more fun way than just me picking a couple movies. I'm actually going to take a quiz that is going to tell me whether I am a Gen Zer, millennial, or a cusper. Um, and essentially what it's going to ask me is whether I've seen this particular Halloween movie or I haven't seen it, and then I'm going to answer. If it's a movie that I have seen, I'll give a little bit of a commentary about it, what I thought about it, maybe what I rank it out of 10. I think it's going to be a really fun episode, and you can play along, and if you have similar answers to me, then you might be a similar result. And I think the thing I like about this is that there actually is a tangible result at the end of this. So without further ado, let's get into the quiz. The quiz is called This Quote Unquote Watched It or Quote Unquote Skipped It Halloween Movie Quiz will reveal if you're a Gen Z, Millennial, 
or Cusper. And then the subtitle is, if you haven't seen Twitches, I don't even know how to talk to you. So the first movie on the list is Scream, and I have watched Scream, and I would rate this movie 8 out of 10. It is classic. Drew Barrymore's first opening scene is absolutely iconic. It is one of the most iconic scenes in horror movie history, in my opinion. I love this movie. I think it was such a good movie. The whole like kind of ghost face killer uh, portion of it. It's just very iconic. I remember I actually had a scream mask and I went at scream for a couple years when I didn't know what else to be. So that also has a little bit of sentimental value to me. But I absolutely love this movie. I think it's just such a fun kind of movie. And it inspired the scary movie series, which I also really like. Um, the scary movie series is amazing. I love all of them. Anna Ferris is my spirit animal. Same with G- Regina Hall. Um, but I love Scream. I think it's a great movie. So solid 8 out of 10. And it is a movie that I've watched. The next movie is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I have not seen this movie. Um and I'm not too sure what it's about. It looks like there's like a scarecrow and a guy with a baseball bat, maybe like a jock, maybe a baseball player, maybe a football player. He has like um, a Letterman jacket on. So that might be a movie that I have to add to my list. Who knows? Maybe something in the future. The next movie, though, I am very excited about this movie. It is Halloween Town. I have watched this movie. I love this movie this movie is such a great movie and i want to take a little sidebar to talk about halloween town because i watched this movie just a couple weekends ago with some friends at a little fall day that i hosted and every year this movie just gets better and better it is one of those movies that honestly gets better with age you watch it and it's a little slow at the beginning but then it picks up and It's also just short enough that, like, you know, all the events feel like they happen super quickly. When you think about Halloween Town, all the events happen over one night. It is over Halloween night, over the course of pretty much one day in Halloween Town, or essentially like one hour. So it's one of those things that I really love this movie because a lot does happen. And you see a lot of character growth and character development in such a short time. Also, it inspired the Halloween Town series, which... I love, I think Halloween Town 2 is better than the original Halloween Town. I may get some hate mail for that, but uh, that's just my truth and I'm speaking it. I think also the decision to replace the actress Kimberly J. Brown with Sarah Paxton during um, Return to Halloween Town was a mistake, but I did enjoy Paxton's rendition of Marnie. However, it would have been nice to keep it a little consistent by having Kimberly J. Brown stay as Marnie. Regardless, I think Halloween Town is just a very classic movie that I grew up watching. I remember tuning into Spooktober for Disney Channel, where they would have the Halloween marathons, where you would watch the Halloween shows, um, like Phil to the Future Halloween special and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody Halloween special. And it was just such a special time. And, you know, you would watch it either with your siblings or you could watch it alone. I watched it with my siblings and my older cousins. It was just such a good childhood memory and Halloween Town really falls in that childhood memory. It it has a special place in my heart. Um, so Halloween Town has watched it. Oh, and the movie, 10 out of 10. Love this movie. Uh, the next movie is Liar Liar Vampire. Um, I like the alliteration in the title, but I have not seen this movie. Um, based upon the picture, it looks like it 
is newer i don't know um it looks like it's a nickelodeon movie um but i have not seen this movie but good job on the makeup the next movie is the nightmare before christmas i have watched this movie but guiltily so i do not remember the last time i've watched this movie um I couldn't really tell you what it's about. I remember some of the characters, like Jack Skellington. He is iconic. Like, you can recognize him from a mile away. But I really couldn't tell you what happens in this movie or what the differentiation between this movie and something like The Corpse Bride is, um, if I'm being completely truthful. Regardless, I think it's a great movie. Um, Since I haven't seen it recently, I don't think I can rate it too high. I think I might say 6 out of 10. It's obviously a movie that doesn't keep me coming back, but it is a movie that does live rent-free in my brain. Maybe because of how much I see it on Facebook whenever I log on and I see friends from high school sharing posts about it or um, maybe just like TikToks about it. Maybe that's why it's living a little bit more rent-free in my head. But regardless, if I saw Jack Skellington merch or something along those lines, I would recognize it. So um, a solid 6 out of 10. It's a good movie. Okay, the next movie on this list is another one of my favorites, and it is Hocus Pocus. Um, This movie gets a million out of 10. I think this movie is just another movie that gets better with time, better with age. Um, I rewatched this movie on my fall day again um, that I hosted a couple weeks ago, and it was one of those things that there were so many jokes in this movie that I didn't even catch the first time when I watched it when I was a kid. Um, all the characters are just so great. And again, this is another movie that happens in a very short amount of time. Um, it only takes place during Halloween night, but you see so much happen um, between Billy coming back to life and Thackeray getting hit by a bus and all the witches and their endeavors and, you know, getting burned alive and, you know, chasing after the kids all the whole night. Um to them feeling like they might be finally home free, but then Max and um, Max and the the starring female opening the book again, Allison, that's her name. Um, it's one of those movies that really has a lot going on, but it is so good. And all the jokes, I think Hocus Pocus was really designed for all ages. I enjoyed it when I was a kid, but I enjoyed it even more as an adult because there were certain jokes that, again, I didn't catch when I was a kid. And it's been a while since I've watched the movie. I own it on DVD and it's actually one of the very few movies that I own on DVD because it is that good. But as I watch it with different audiences and with different friends, you catch different things each time. And one thing that I did whenever I hosted um, my fall day and had people watching it is immediately after the movie, while it's still fresh in our head, we all went and sat down and talked about it and kind of shared our favorite scenes and our favorite parts. And it was one of those things that really allowed for all of us to kind of connect on a different level and to really understand what is happening on that front. I, again, think it's just a really great movie. It's a really good time. Um, Again, a million out of 10. All the jokes, the musical number, I Put a Spell on You by Bette Midler lives rent-free in my head. It is the only version that I think I want to hear of that song. It is just so good. And it's a movie that I actually contemplated doing the entire episode potentially on this movie. Um, So I am going to talk about it for a little bit longer than uh, the rest of the movies, ideally. But it's just, there's so many 
good jokes. And who knows, maybe if we have some more time at the end, maybe I'll take a quiz to find out which which I am from Hocus Pocus. Um, because they are just, they're so good. It is just such a good movie. Um, yeah, I, I have nothing else to say about it. But I do want to get into our recipe for the episode because it is inspired by the food that we were eating during that time. And that food was... Um, my pumpkin spice white chocolate popcorn recipe. Um, I ended up making this at like 2 a.m. because I was cooking and I made like a giant grazing table and I had uh, pumpkin deviled eggs and a bunch of like caramelized feta bites. I had a lot going on and then people were also bringing food because it was a potluck. But I was thinking, well, if it's a movie day or a movie night, it needs popcorn and I need to provide the popcorn. I'm hosting, you know, I'm not expecting people to bring their own popcorn. There's a lot of peas in that. So I'm happy that I'm not talking to you in person because I'm sure there's a little bit of that pea spit that happens when we say pea too much. We all know what I mean. Regardless, the recipe for this episode is the white chocolate pumpkin spice popcorn. It is delicious. I can tell you it was one of the most talked about things to me. People were asking me for the recipe after. Funny thing is, I have a couple friends who I kept promising to give the recipe to, but have forgotten multiple times. So I'm just going to tell them to listen to this episode in order to get it. And I hope that you have the chance to make this for your next movie day, especially if it's in the fall still. And even into the winter, you can customize this. But there's one secret tip that a lot of people don't think about whenever they are making this. And I will get into that now. So I don't like using microwave popcorn for this. You definitely can if you're in a pinch and if that's all you have. But I much prefer popping my own popcorn. And I'm also going to tell you how I pop my popcorn. So what I like to do is I like to use my Le Creuset Dutch oven. I think just a heavy bottom Dutch oven is really good for popping popcorn. Um, It has really good space and really good just density. I think that it gets evenly hot and you don't have to worry about hot spots and it also heats up on the sides i think it's the most perfect vessel to pop popcorn but you can use whatever you have on hand but what i like to do is i do buy the oil that they provide for the popcorn that also doubles as a topping and i will put a little bit of the oil in the pan as well as one to two kernels and then i'll leave it after those one to two kernels are in for a while, I'll wait for them to pop. Once they pop, then I know I'm ready to go. So then I add in the rest of my kernels. Just follow whatever it says on the back of your loose kernel um, container. Whatever it says is going to be the best way to pop it. All popcorn kernels are different. Um, I'm just using like the market pantry brand from Target. Uh, Nothing too fancy, nothing too special. So you can make this using kind of like homegrown ingredients, nothing fancy. You don't need the name brand popcorn in order to make this delicious. Um, What you want to do is you want to pop it and you want to have it pretty much completely covered. You want to like let off the top every now and again to let some steam out. Um, Some people say that you can just do it like partially covered. I don't like whenever hot kernels come popping out at me through that little space. So I tend to just leave it completely covered. I'll lift it up for a second to um, vent it and let the steam fall out. And then also don't forget to shake it. And also the instructions on the back of your kernel um, container will tell you to do this as well. But I just want to remind you, it is very important to make sure that you do that. 
then once all your popcorn is popped, I want you to get a baking sheet and just spread it out onto one even layer. This is really important so then we get even distribution of our white chocolate. Speaking of our white chocolate, we're going to go ahead and we're going to melt down as much white chocolate as we please. I think I used half a bag of white chocolate morsels, melted according to the instructions on the bag. Um, 15 to 30 second intervals is what I would recommend if it doesn't have any instructions on how to melt. Uh, you don't need to add any coconut oil or butter or anything. Just the chocolate's fine because we want it to harden back into the chocolate form. We don't want to make a ganache or we don't want to make something that's going to be like kind of softer. We want it to kind of get nice and hard to the chocolate form again. So melt your white chocolate. And here is the secret. A lot of people would think if you're making this type of popcorn, just to sprinkle it on top, what you should do is put it in the white chocolate. So you're going to take some pumpkin pie spice, put in the white chocolate. I like putting a little bit of nutmeg and a little bit of extra cinnamon, giving it a little stir, maybe a little bit of vanilla extract if you want. I didn't use any and it turned out beautifully, but if you want that little undertone of vanilla, you are more than welcome to use it. And this would work with dark chocolate as well. I think white chocolate is a really good vessel because it doesn't have that aggressive chocolate flavor and those beautiful like milk, milky flavor that... Uh, a milk chocolate would have or kind of like the bitterness that dark chocolate would have. I think white chocolate would work the best, but whatever you got to use, you got to use it. You know what I mean? But mix your spices into the white chocolate. So then whenever you drizzle it over, all those spices are carried over. If you just sprinkle it on the popcorn, it might get into a couple little crevices, but more than likely it's going to fall off and not actually stay on the popcorn itself. So you want to make sure that it is in the white chocolate, so then you get this beautiful, pumpkin-y, spicy, white chocolatey bite, as well as the salt. And you're also going to want to salt your popcorn. Um, you should salt it as soon as it comes out, um, and you can butter it a little bit. But that is it. It is so simple. Leave it on the sheet tray to dry and harden. Once it is, break it up into little pieces, put it in a bowl, put it in a bag. It makes for great gifts. Also, you can use colored white chocolate. So then if you want to do it for the holidays, uh, you can definitely do that. You could do like red and green for like the uh, Christmas holiday. Or if you want to do kind of like orange, yellow, brown, you could do that for Thanksgiving or black and orange for Thanksgiving or for uh, Halloween or purple and green and orange for Halloween. There are so many options and so many routes that you can go about this. Um, it, it's great, honestly. So it's very versatile, it's very easy, and it's very delicious. So that's the recipe. And like I said, my motivation for sharing that recipe is because that that's what we ate when we were watching Hocus Pocus. And it just, you know, it, it's delicious. So moving back to my quiz, because I want to find out whether I'm a millennial, Gen Z, or Cusper. Um, the next movie on the list is Goosebumps. And this one looks like it's featuring Dylan Minnette. Um so I guess I haven't seen it because I think I would recognize him unless it was him when he was very young. Um, I'm not too sure about that, but it looks like it could be good. Um, looks like you have a very wide variety of characters and a lot of personalities going on in this movie. So I'm sure it's a good time. <laughs> so the next movie on the list is The Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion, I have watched this movie. I have done the ride down at Hollywood Studios. I love The Haunted Mansion. Um, 
it is just such a good movie. And also it is one of the very few horror movies that features like a predominantly black cast. And me as a black African-American individual really appreciate the representation and Eddie Murphy, he's just iconic. And this is one of those movies where they did a really good job because it was just as kind of like funny as it had its spooky moments i definitely remember the scene down in the crypt living rent free in my head in the worst way possible and me being terrified that like skeletons were going to like attack me and like pull me down into water while i was looking for a key to some unbeknownst beyond me uh door or whatever it was um are you ready to shop rakuten's big give week is back Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I just remember that movie really just kind of like, you know, startling me as a child, but also it was hilarious. There had so many lighthearted moments, so many funny moments, and it was just an overall fantastic movie. And like I said, you can't really go wrong with an Eddie Murphy flick. It might be a movie that I actually have to put on my watch list for this week um, as I go into the Halloween weekend. The next movie is Halloween 1978 version. Uh, yes, I've watched it. I am a horror movie fanatic. You can ask all of my friends that I drag into watching horror movies with me, that I love horror movies. Um, actually, I want to sidebar before I talk about Halloween and talk about a horror movie that actually genuinely scared my pants off, and that was Hereditary. I'm actually just like, you know, shivering a little bit thinking about it. Um, I'm not going to recant the details too much of it, but I will say that is one of the first movies that really kind of shook me to my core, and I remember deliberately sleeping with the light on for a couple days after watching that movie due to some scenes that happened in a bedroom. If you've seen the movie, I'm so sorry to remind you, but... Uh, yeah, that <laughs> it freaked me out. And if you do watch the movie, whenever he is moving around in his bedroom, do not look at the top left of the screen because you will most likely, um, I can't think of a better word, but you will probably shit yourself um, like my friends and I did. So that's just a sidebar. Moving back into Halloween 1978, I think it was a great movie. Jamie Lee Curtis, iconic. And I loved that she ended up reprising like kind of like a horror movie-esque type role in Scream Queens being Dean Munch. And I just, 
I, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Like a lot of people know her from the Activia commercials or from Freaky Friday. Halloween 1978 is the first movie that I saw with Jamie Lee Curtis. I will always remember it. And just like the Michael Myers costume is just iconic. It's such an ugly looking mask with hair and like all that. But, you know, it works for the purpose that it served. Um, great movie. Very horror movie classic. Um, moving on. Next movie is Hotel Transylvania. I've watched this movie. I have younger siblings. So I have seen a lot of the newer um, kind of movies, including Hotel Transylvania. I, this is a movie that I actually enjoyed watching as much as they did. Um, I think it stars Selena Gomez. I think she plays the main character. Um, it's a really good movie. I think that it translates really well. It's just a comedy. It's definitely a huge comedy. Um, and it's just kind of like a feel-good, happy movie. And if I remember correctly, uh, Fifth Harmony did a song for this soundtrack. And it was so good. Um, Fifth Harmony, you know, back when they were together, before all the drama, Stan Normani for Clear Skin, by the way. But back before all the drama, they were a great group. And I remember they did a song for the soundtrack. And it was just such a good song. Um, the movie itself was really good. It was really a feel-good family movie. And that's one thing that I really enjoyed about it. Um, next up, oh, and also the ranking for the list. I don't think I ranked Halloween either. Or the Haunted Mansion. I think I ranked the Haunted Mansion. But Halloween, I would give a solid 10 out of 10. Hotels of Transylvania, I would give an 8.5 out of 10. Just because I haven't watched it recently. But I really like the movie. The next movie on this list is Double Double Toil Trouble. Um, I have not seen that movie. It looks like it's featuring two, maybe, twins. Um, and that's all I can really get from it. Um, it looks like an older movie. So maybe that'll be like more geared towards millennials. Um, the next movie is my babysitter's a vampire um i remember this movie from disney channel this was like right as i was exiting my disney channel phase or maybe it was because i have younger siblings i don't really remember watching this movie i remember i remember the movie but i don't remember the reason why i watched it whether i watched it on my own account or whether it was because i had younger siblings who wanted me to watch it with them so regardless of the motivation i remember this movie it was pretty decent actually um for it being like a much newer movie i enjoyed it and also they ended up uh having a tv series based off of this which they had a riverdale betty and veronica reference which i kind of enjoyed so you know um i would give this movie a solid seven out of ten it's not a movie that i hated or disliked but i just cannot remember the motivation behind watching the movie and it's not a movie that i really could see myself watching again but it's not because i didn't like it and the next movie on this list is ghostbusters from 1984 i have not seen this movie um i feel like everyone's gonna be really mad at me for not seeing this movie um i think it's a great concept and i am aware of what the movie is about but i just haven't seen it um so i can't give this a movie a ranking but Maybe I'll have to add it to my list of uh, kind of cult classic movies to watch. Um, another movie that's on this list is Halloween Town High. So, yes, I watch it. I remember the premiere of this movie. And doubling back to our Halloween Town movie um, that we talked about at the beginning of this quiz. Such a good movie. I think Halloween Town High was actually one of my favorites because 
it had that cool little locker that you had to walk through to get into this cool like room and it was talking about the monsters kind of being outcasts compared to like the regular students and it was it was a lot different than the first two halloween town movies because it kind of took place more so in the mortal world it's talking about kind of like the repercussions of having the portal open forever like between the halloween town and between the mortal world because it was opened like permanently um, at the end of Halloween Town 2. So this is kind of picking up on that. And I just remember there was also something having to do with the knight and the knight being like a watcher. Um, and I think the old dude ended up being the bad guy as per usual. But um, this was a great movie. I would give this movie a solid 9 out of 10. It is on my watch list for things that I want to watch before Halloween. So I will be watching this. Um, but great movie overall. The next movie on this list is Monster House. Um, So Monster House, I have seen, and it is a great movie. Um, I have nothing else to say about it. Funny thing about Monster House is I kind of have a personal story about this is whenever I saw it, I was friends with this one kid and my mom's a lawyer. And I think what happened is maybe it was like a play date or something like that. Like my mom dropped me off at my friend's house at the time and then we ended up going to the movie theaters to see this movie and we had the entire theater to ourselves it was me him and his grandma and we had the entire theater to ourselves so during the beginning we just kind of ran around and acted like hooligans and it was so fun it was such a good movie um i really love the concept of it i think it's really cool and actually this is one movie that i would love to see turned into a live action because it was just whimsical enough that it could be portrayed in a good way, but it was also funny enough and like kind of scary enough for the time. Uh, thinking about like an evil house, and then whenever it kind of like gets up out of the foundation and starts like traveling, and thinking about like it's like possessed by like a ghost and all that. Um, I think this was just a solid movie, and I would give this movie a nine out of ten. Um, the next movie on the list is Invisible Sister. Um, I've never seen this movie. I have no idea what this movie is about. Not even gonna say anything else about it. Um, the next movie I'm very excited about is The Witches from 1990. So I know that um, I think it's Anne Hathaway is starring in the 2020 remake. So 30 years later, it's getting a remake on I think uh, Amazon or HBO or one of those channels. And I do want to see it, but I remember watching The Witches when I was growing up because I was a huge Roald Dahl fan. He's actually one of my favorite authors of all time. I read all of his books whenever I was in elementary school. The BFG was one of my favorites. Um, But regardless, I remember reading this book. So reading this book before seeing the movie, having kind of like the visual of what I thought it looked like in my head versus the visual of what it actually ended up being in this movie. I think they did a really good job with this adaptation. They were very spot on with the kind of like features of the witches and kind of things that they were able to do. I think this was a great movie. I would probably give this movie an a thousand out of 10. I'm very excited to see the remake uh, with Anne Hathaway and see how that turns out. But I really am a fan of this original version. And of course, the book, I am a huge fan of the book as well. Um, moving on, the next movie is Scooby-Doo and it's the live action version. Um, and I have watched this movie. I think this was a great movie. We watched Scooby-Doo 2 at my fall day, but the original Scooby-Doo and Spooky Island was very great. And actually that 
is what inspired this cocktail today. So there is a drink called a Scooby Snack, and it's a drink that actually exists. Like you could go out to most bars and like order it, um, and that's made with typically like coconut rum, pineapple juice, um, half and half, and like whipped cream and melon liqueur. Uh, we're gonna switch out a couple of these ingredients and make my version of a Scooby Snack, and I'm very excited for this because it's still as tropical, but um, it's still delicious. It's just not the same. So let's talk about how to make my version of a Scooby snack. What we're going to do is we're going to swap out the coconut rum for dragonberry Bacardi. And it is just such a good flavor. Um, It's very sweet, very good. Kind of like the coconut flavor, you might miss it a little bit, but I don't miss it. And I think this is better. And then what you're going to do is you're going to swap the pineapple juice for orange juice right? So another swap. So we're going to do basically an ounce of um, coconut, uh, (laughs) an ounce of dragonberry Bacardi, follow that up with about an ounce of orange juice. Then you're going to still do your ounce of melon liqueur. So I'm using a Midori. Uh, You can use whatever type you want. Then you're going to go with just a splash of like half and half. Um, If you have like a flavored creamer that works, um, almond milk works. I wouldn't use like skim milk. It's too watery, but um, you just want like a a splash of like cream essentially. And then you want to give that a shake and you want to strain it out into a glass filled with ice or you could take it as a shot. I'm not judging you. It's Halloween. Do what you want spooky season what's more spooky than shots i can't think of anything um and then you can either top it with whipped cream or you can just take it straight um i think it's good with whipped cream i think it adds another little bit of creaminess um and that is my version of a scooby snack um inspired by the scooby-doo movie inspired by the existing scooby snack drink so um just wanted to share that with all of you um but the scooby-doo movie and uh, the live action i love that movie Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are amazing, and I love the fact that they're actually married, and I love the fact that they've done so many projects together, because I was a huge Buffy fan, so Sarah Michelle Gellar was always, like, high on my list um, for people that I admire and adore. Um, Just love that movie. It's so good. Moving on, next movie is Fun Size, and it looks like it's with Victoria Justice. Have not seen this movie. yeah. Next movie is Girl vs. Monster, another movie that I have not seen. Wow, I'm I'm really um slacking on these movies. Casper is the next movie. I have watched this. Casper the Friendly Ghost, uh great movie. It is definitely another one of those movies that triggers like a childhood memory of just like kind of good times and goodwill. Um, I think that's just like one of those movies that I really admire and enjoy uh, when I was a kid. And it's really nostalgic. Um, So I would give Casper a good nine out of 10. He was solid. Coraline um, is the next movie. I have watched Coraline multiple times. I watched it with my siblings when I went home over the summer uh, to go visit. And I love Coraline. I think it's just one of those kind of creepy movies that it's like, how is this a kid's movie? But like... It's so creepy. I love that movie. Um, I love the animation. I love the style. The other mother is fabulous, except whenever she gets all creepy and like spider-like. But still, um, I love this movie. I think it's just like such a good concept. So original, talking about like a child and like neglectful parents and the child kind of finding a world of her own, but it being real. I 
Coraline is a fantastic movie. 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10. Yes. Next movie on this which uh of on this on this list is Twitches. I was getting ahead of myself. Um I have seen Twitches and Twitches 2. I actually just watched it again for like the millionth time last week. Um still good. Tian Tamara Maori are amazing. And the thing I like about this movie and I think I told people about this is the girls are 21 or they're turning 21 in this movie. So I like the fact that it's not like kind of like another teenage movie. It's like a movie about young adults. They're in college. They're doing young adult things. I think it just makes it a little bit more realistic. And I hate the unrealistic expectations of 25 year olds playing high schoolers because when I was in high school, I did not look like any of the kids on Riverdale or anything like that. Um, And neither did the kids in my high school. And I'm sorry if you're from my high school and you're listening, but I kind of wish y'all did. I mean, heck, I wish I did. No teen no shade. It's just like they just portray high school to be filled with like tons of models. And my high school, while it had some pretty people, it just it, it wasn't that. So uh, moving on. The last movie on this list is Truth or Dare. And I think it's the one with Lucy Hale. I have seen this movie. Um it was against my better judgment, <laughs> but um I saw the movie. It was pretty decent. I would give it like a 5 out of 10. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure it was a remake too of a movie that, or it was kind of like a movie similar to another movie that I saw. And maybe that's why I didn't really enjoy it. But um, yeah, like I said, 5 out of 10, probably wouldn't watch it again, but I have seen it. Now I have my results. I am a cusper. And the description says, you are des- defi- <laughs> you are definitely a cusper. You enjoy newer Halloween content, but your heart really belongs to the stuff that you watched as a kid or you saw your older siblings ago. Uh, enjoy. You mostly just live for Halloween Town, which I think for my description of both Halloween Town and Halloween Town High, that is the honest truth. Well, anyways, I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Thank you for hanging out with me and finding out whether I was a Gen Z millennial or a cusper. We found out that I was a cusper. We talked about some of my favorite Halloween movies. We got a really good popcorn recipe so you can enjoy while you're watching Halloween movies and a good cocktail. Um, very excited for all of you to try it. And without further ado, stay spooky, keep it spooky, keep it cute. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. You had a good time. If so, then please subscribe and leave a review. Cause this podcast is new. We drink, we eat, we laugh out loud. My name is Miles. That's all for now.